We give you praise, Lord. We thank you this day for another blessed opportunity to fellowship in your word. This is the day that you, the Lord, you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so your sons and daughters that are listening to you this day, that have come under your feet this day, we say that glory and honor belongs to you, Lord. We thank you, O Lord, and we give you all the praise, the glory that deserve of thee. We say that honor belongs to thee. In Jesus' name, O Lord, thank you, O God, for this blessed opportunity to feed even in the gospel and even on your word of truth and grace. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Beloved and child of God that is listening to me, wherever you find yourself and have chanced yourself upon this very audio, listening to me, I believe that you are doing well and the grace of the Lord is mightily strong upon your life. Uh, it is a blessed opportunity for me to meet with you on this platform. To share the gospel of his grace with you. The Bible says that it is the word of his grace that is able to build us. And Apostle Paul recommended this gospel of grace unto us. So that we will end up being built up. And I believe that as this word of truth is coming to you. Your life will be transformed and your relationship with God will come to a place. Whereby you go to the throne room with all boldness and confidence knowing that you are already accepted in the beloved knowing that you are already loved by god knowing that the lord has neither forsaken you ever and ever before the lord bless you wherever you are my name is pastor oisam from the apostles continuation church international labor assembly house of prayer a great work Greetings goes to all the leaders and the leadership of the Apostles Continuation Church International Labor Assembly. I say that God bless you for your support, for your love, for your your maximum advices and counsels you give to us, the rebukes that you give to us anytime that we the cakes that are coming up and the Lord is working through us, goes through and you have never left us alone you have always kept us on the loop so that you will never be found wanting and go astray from the true word of the lord and also from the ways of the lord also great greetings goes to my grandpa apostle clement bracket the chairman general of the apostles continuation church international worldwide that god bless you papa wherever you are i know that god is mightily strong with you even in you working and doing mighty things and also to my own father in the Lord and spiritual father and senior pastor, Reverend Kufia Samuel Berima. Papa, God bless you. May the Lord endow you with mighty wonders, signs, and glory, even in the hands of your ministry. And I believe that God through you will keep on building me, training me, and equipping me unto glory. And it shall be a blessing. Child of God, I don't want to waste your time. By God's grace, You've been coming your way through this podcast medium and bringing you wonderful messages of the Lord. And I want to start a new series with you which I have entitled Eternal Life. 
eternal life eternal life it's going to be a three-part sermon or a two-part sermon so i am believing god that we are able to cover a wide scope of it in this introductory part of it so that at the end of the day you'll be equipped so that from the other subsequent parts your life will be transformed and changed for the better and so quickly i want us to go into the word of the lord in first john chapter 5 verse 11 to 13 verse john chapter 5 verse 11 to 13 i am reading the word of the lord and the witness is this that god gave unto us eternal life and this life is in his son he that has the son has the life he that has not the son has not the life these things have i written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life even unto you that believe on the name of the son of god i just read the american standard version i want us to quickly go to the new living translation and see what the new living translation bible also has for us thank you holy spirit first john chapter 5 verse 11 to 13 and this is what god has testified he has given us eternal life and this life is in his son whoever has the son has life whoever does not have god's son does not have life i have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of god that you may know you have eternal life father bless the reading of your word that the entrance of your word bring a light and bring a lot of blessing and favor in our way in Jesus' name have you prayed. Let the child of God shout Amen. You see, for us to understand this scripture we just read, there is the need for us to understand what we call eternal life. You see, I've heard many people say that eternal life is heaven and heaven is eternal life. Most of the time when you hear the many evangelists we come across preaching, all that you hear is that they are saying that eternal life and heaven are the same even though they don't emphatically say so but they out of the many things they say interchange the usage of the word eternal life and then heaven when you bring it into the local dialect or the local parlance you see that eternal life is da enkwa and heaven is osoro ahimem so you realize that even in the local parlance there is quite different in the way we are pronouncing them so there is no way they will come to a place where eternal life becomes the same as heaven or heaven becomes the same as eternal life you see wherever the bible in the right in the in, in the in the minds and in the spirit of the writing of the bible the writers who go by the inspiration of the holy ghost were writing the bible Knowing what they were writing at a point in time and knowing what they were saying at a point in time in whatever they were writing. So wherever they had to mention heaven, they were emphatic on heaven. And wherever they had to be emphatic on other subjects, they were also emphatic on it. 
if you read the book of John 3 verse 16, we find out that which is one of the popular scriptures whilst we were growing up with, we find out that the Bible says in the book of John 3 is in that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you look at that scripture very well, it did not say that anybody that believes in Jesus will go to heaven. It, it was so emphatic that anybody that believes in Jesus automatically will have a life. And that life the person will have is called eternal life. That scripture even makes it so clear that eternal life cannot be heaven and heaven cannot be eternal life. So there is the need for us as a church to come to a place of understanding where we will be able to demystify the mystery behind what we call eternal life. Others say that God is going to give us eternal life when we die and go to heaven. But these are all fallacies that do not exist. I retreat what I said again. That Others also say that God is going to give us eternal life when we die and go to heaven. Meaning that eternal life is something that we inherit in heaven, but it is not something that is in the now or in the present. But in my journey through the study, I have realized that all these things are not actually the truth. So I want God, through me, by His grace, help us for us to understand this mystery of eternal life. Now, the book of John, that's where we read right now, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, uh, 1 John chapter 5, sorry, verse 11 to 13. The Bible says that he who has the son has life. Anybody that has the son has life. He says that, and this is what God has testified, that he has given eternal life and this life is in his son. That whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. Which means that it is a present our possession. It is a now thing. In prim prayer, Sisiye Imuadiye. Meaning that Sisiye is a banana, a banana, a banana, a banana. So it means that anybody having life is the person who has Jesus in his or her life. So there is a saying that no Jesus, no life. Apostle John also said that I write to you that you may know that you have eternal life. He was making them come to a place of consciousness. For them to know, for them to come to a place of assurance that whatever he's speaking about called eternal life, they were already having it. And that is why he wrote to them in the book of 1 John chapter 5 verse, verse number 13. He said, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal, you may know you have eternal life. That means that it is not tomorrow. It is today. He was writing to the church of God, born again believers in the church. And he was telling them that they should know by whatever he is writing to them, that they have eternal life so far as they believe in God. So far as they believe in the Son of God, they should know that they have what we call eternal life. So eternal life is not a future something that we possess as believers, but it is a present our possession. It is a mountain. Now, one thing you need to understand is that eternal life is not forever. That we call it eternal life or everlasting life does not mean living on this earth forever. 
That's what I'm trying to say. That you are saying eternal life. Because you will be a damn conscious. Or to not have to be so The person is able. But it does not mean say only damn quan. So eternal life is different from living forever on this earth. Because what we need to understand is that. Nipa say awono. Fufro. And awono and kwajana. Awono and kwajana. Awono and kwajana. Is an eternal being. Or a dark thing. Because Bible says God is a spirit and man was created in the image of God. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28, the Bible says that let us therefore create man in our own image and likeness. And he created them, male and female, in his image and his likeness, created he them. In John chapter 4 verse 28, the Bible says that for God is spirit. So if God is spirit and God created man just as himself, it means man is also a spirit. But man is a spirit living in a container called a body. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis, in the Bible, in the, in the Bible it is read that the dust shall go back to the dust. And the body of man was made from dust. So man is not this body, but man is the spirit because the spirit is what God is. And whatever God is, is what image in which God created man. So if God is an eternal being as a spirit, then man is also an eternal being as a spirit. So man being a spirit makes him an eternal being because spirits do not die. And as a result of that, there is no way we can sit anywhere and say that because somebody has eternal life, the person will live on this earth forever. No. But even when the person becomes dead or becomes deceased and is no more existing on the earth, it does not mean the person is still not living. The person is still living. And it is in that living, even after death, of which we have the influence of eternal life moving from our now to the tomorrow. So eternal life is not for the tomorrow, but it is of the now that is moving us into our tomorrow. I hope somebody is following me. In the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 to 4, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without whom was not anything made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the Bible is saying, according to the writings of Apostle John, that before God even came on the scene to speak about, let there be light. Before even Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Apostle John is revealing the mystery that there was something called the Word of God. The Word. And he says that this Word was with God, and the Word is and was God. Meaning that when you see the word of God and you see God, you will not see any difference between them. Now he goes further and says that this same word of God was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. In other words, the word of God is a creator. And we also know from the account of Genesis that God is a creator. Meaning that the word of God and God himself is not separated. They are the same. But in a dimension of God revealing himself as a creator, he had to use the medium of the word so that everything we see comes through the word of God. But yet, it is the same thing. Now, in our study and discourse of John chapter 1, we find out that even the word of God is Jesus. 
For he became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of God as of the Father. It means that when we see the word of God, we have seen the Father. We see Jesus, we have seen the Father. And he's saying that in him, in whom, in Jesus, in whom, in the word of God, was life. Meaning that when you see Jesus, everything life that exists in God is seen in Jesus. This scripture is making it so critical to point us to a fact that eternal life is not a feeling. Nothing. Eternal life is not a feeling. It is a knowing that comes by being in Christ or becoming born again. So, John 1, verse 1 to 4, is making us to understand that life is found in Christ. And anybody that comes into Christ has met that life. And that life is what we call eternal life. That means Jesus is the person of eternal life. So when I have Jesus in my life, I have eternal life. It is not when I die and go to heaven first. Okay, the book of John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one come unto the Father but by me. Now Jesus is now telling the disciples that he is the life. In John chapter 5 verse 26, the Bible says that, For as the Father has life in himself, even so gave he to the Son also to have life in himself. So just as God the Father has life in himself, the same life he gave to the Son, Christ, so that when we come into him, we also have the same life of God which also operates in Christ. So, from when we read from Apostle John's accounts of 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, he said that, and this is the witness that God gave unto us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He has, he who has, he that has the Son has the life. And he that has not the Son of God has not the life. So, to have the Son of God is to have the life. And to not have the Son of God is not to have the life. It means eternal life is having the Son, and having the Son is having eternal life. And we know that the Son of God is come, and that has given understanding that we know Him, that is true, and we are in Him, that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life, 1 John 5.20. And we know, let me read the New Living Translation. To make it more simple. And we know that the Son of God has come. And He has given us understanding. So that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God. Because we live in fellowship with His Son. Jesus Christ. He is the only true God. And He is eternal life. So Jesus is eternal life. So eternal life is not something we are going to possess in the near future. But it is something we have now. Because we have Christ. Oh, the believer that is listening to me right now. The child of God that is listening to me right now. I came to speak to you that you are not having any ordinary life in you. But you are having Christ who is our life living in us. Have you not read your Bible that Paul said that the life now I live. It is not me who liveth anymore. 
all, but it is God, it is Christ that lived in me, and this Christ that lived in me, that is my life. So it means that anything that we can do and move about and do right now, it is because we are in Christ, for in Him we move and we live and have our being. In Christ we move, in Christ we live, and in Christ we have our being, we have our nature, we have our person revealed. That means the more of Christ I come into, the more of myself that is revealed. That means I understanding the kind of life I even have now will come by the understanding of Christ and the knowledge of Him I have grown into because He is eternal life and anybody that believes in Him will not perish but that they have eternal life in me the day I have Jesus I have His life and the same life that was in Him that made Him live on the earth and reveal the Father in all His doings is the same life that He has imparted into my spirit so that I will also go about manifesting God in all that I do Jesus is eternal life so from these verses we have read we can conclude that eternal life is a person so eternal life is the son Jesus Christ first of all to have eternal life is to have the son in you to have Jesus in you it means to have his flowing his life flowing through you eternal life simply means Christ in you oh Jesus Christ alone Christ in you, the hope of glory. It means to have or share the same life with Jesus Christ. To have eternal life, it simply means that to share the same life with Jesus because now He is in you. And His life, the which He was living, is that same life He has come in His fullness of capacity to live in you. But somebody is a man of God. How do I know that Jesus is in me? First John chapter 4 verse 15. The Bible says that whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God abided in him, and the person in God, he in God. Let me read the New Living Translation. First John 4 15. My goodness. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. No, no. Sorry, sorry. I'm reading chapter 5. First John 4 15. First John 4 15. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, living in, have God living in them, and they live in God. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, have God living in them, and they live in God. So how do you know you have God in you? Confess Jesus as the Son of God. And Jesus is God. You see that anyone that has seen the Father has seen me. Have I so long been with you, Philip, and you have not known the Father? For whoever has seen me and known me has known the Father. It simply means that when you confess Jesus, Jesus come and be in you, and you be in Jesus. So eternal life comes to you the day you lift your hands and confess Jesus as the Lordship of your life. Eternal life is the very life and nature of God. It is God's essence and being. It is the very nature of the Father which Jesus lives now. And it is that same life, that same very nature of the Father that comes to live in you. John 5.26 For as the Father has life in himself, even so gave he to the Son also to have life in himself. Let me read the New Living Translation of John 5.26. Let's see the beauty of the scripture. John 5 26. My goodness. 
The father has life in himself and he has granted that same life giving power to his son. So the life giving power that G God had the Father has, He has given it to His Son Jesus, who is the Word of God. So that anybody that comes to Jesus, Jesus will give him that same life because He carried the power to give that life. Have you not read the book of John ten ten that Jesus said that as for me I have come that they may have life and have it more abundant. Jesus did not come to give us money. Jesus did not come to give us houses. Jesus did not did not come to give us riches. We were dead in Adam. We were dead because of the sin of Adam and because of that we had no place to reign in life, to reign and even rule on the surface of the earth as sons of God, an image of God, but rather we were dead but when Jesus entered the scene he entered that he would give us life the same life of God that made gave him that 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 made him manifest himself as a creator and created all that which we see out of the unseen realm that same very life of God that same very life which he shared with his son on the earth that made Jesus go about to doing all great things healing the sick and raising the dead that same life is what he came to impact back onto us through his son Jesus that anybody that comes to him may have life and even have it more abundantly the very life of God that made Jesus express his father fully called eternal life is the life that he gives to us when we come to him it is this life that makes you spotless and supernatural you see, the Greek word used for eternal life here in this Bible is I know Zoe. I know Zoe. A I O N O S and Zoe. Z O E. I know Zoe. Which means the God kind of life or the God life. The God kind of life or the God life. So when we see somebody has eternal life, it simply means whatever the person, when the person is walking, his life is the God life. His life is not an ordinary. That is why the believer should not be scared of witches. That is why the believer should not be scared of 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 of, of demons. That is why the believer should not be scared of Nikum uh, uh, and whatever. The believer should be scared of nothing but, 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 but should be scared of even himself because even the believer is so powerful that when it comes to the consciousness of how powerful he is it is easy for pride to steal that believer so that at the end of the day he will lose his place with God but but you see when it comes to God the believer is not seen as a mere person but the believer is seen as a fragment and a fraction and exact photocopy of himself because Christ is now in the believer and who is Christ the very son of God who is Christ the God himself who is Christ the true God who is Christ the eternal life who is Christ he is the same as the spirit of God so when all this fullness of God in Christ and who is Christ is in you and is the very life of God which you are living on this earth who is which that you should be scared of it makes you so powerful as a believer these are the messages the believer should keep on hearing and so that he will come to a place of consciousness that no I am not ordinary when Jesus go, went about healing the sick he was healing the sick because he had consciousness of the life of the father in him because the life of the father is a life that carries healing with it the life of the father in him is a life that carries success with it the life of the father in him is a life that 
carried uh, 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 breakthroughs with it. The life of the Father in him is a life that carries goodness and mercies with it. And so therefore curses cannot follow that life. Witches cannot hunt that life. Because in that realm of operation of that God life, there is no way, no power that can stand it. And that is why I speak over the life of anybody hearing me right now. That with that eternal life in you by the Christ in you, begin to have free course of operation in your life by your consciousness of coming to this place of knowledge in the name of Jesus. You see, the beauty of this life is that the Old Testament saints did not experience this kind of life. Even Abraham, the father of faith, never experienced this eternal life. The Old Testament saints, they long to have an experience of this kind of life. This life is the very life that makes God who He is. This eternal life I'm speaking about is superior over demons. <laughs> it is superior over Satan. It is superior over sickness. It is superior over failure. It is superior over defeat. It is superior over diseases. Many Christians have come to a place that they think that Jesus only came to forgive us and wash us from our sins, but never see that he came to give us a new kind of life that comes from above. Jesus did not only come merely to give us salvation, but he came to empower us with the very life of God, with the very nature of God, with the very supina power of God called eternal life, so that when we go about and step about, we can let our light shine, that men will come to a place of praising the Father in heaven. And this life is a life we received the very day we were born again. The very day we heard the gospel and believed in Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, we came to that place of life. God imparted this new life in our spirit the day we believed and confessed Jesus as our Lord. He gave us this life in Christ Jesus so we could live just like Jesus and even more. So if Jesus rose the dead, because I have eternal life in me, I can also raise the dead. Have you not heard the Bible that what Jesus said? That, uh, um, if you believe in me, even greater works that you should do. Why is it that greater works? Because when you believe in him, he empowers you with that very eternal life. And that eternal life is the very life of God. And when the life of God is in oppression, sickness must run away. And so therefore, when the life of God is in oppression in you, you go about healing the sick. When the life of God is in oppression, curses run away. So that means that when the life of God called eternal life is operating in your life, and you come to the place of this consciousness, what is ancestral cases, what is marital, what is marital cases, what is cases of the firstborn, there is no case that will be able to operate in this realm of life, because it is this very realm of life in which God has his essence and his dwelling and sovereignty. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Not because of anything, because when you become born again, you are you 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 are in, you, you 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 come to a place where you assume the very person of God because you are given eternal life that very day. My goodness. This is what made John boldly say that behold, beloved, now are we the sons of God. It is not when we go to heaven, but now, First John 3, 1. Makolomomo zivrebe shugunumatervose. First John 3, 1. Let's read the scripture. 
first john chapter 3 let's see what brother john speaks about first john chapter 3 verse 1 i believe somebody's been a blessing see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children and this is what we are but the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are god's children because they don't know him this is what we are we are children of god because his life is in us now when your father gives birth to you for you when your father gives birth to you or your mother gives birth to you it is the blood of your parents that runs through you and imagine god says i have now given birth to you god is saying that you are now born again i have given birth to you so if your earthly father's blood runs through you for giving birth to you then what kind of life will run through you what kind of blood what kind of dna will also operate through you when god gives birth to you it is the dna of god it is the life of god it is the blood of god so if you are not ordinary you are already the child of god it is not when it is it, it is not when you become too holy too righteous too too living holy too living righteous that 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 we think you no you are a child of god now you are and we are because we are believing christ we have god's life we have god's nature we have god's essence in our veins in our arteries in our tissues in our ligaments in every fiber of our being John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13 John to baraka shandalaba John chapter 1 hmm, my god verse 12 and 13 but to all who believed him and accepted him he gave the right to become children of god they are reborn not with a physical rebirth resulting from human passion or plan but a birth that comes from god But as many as received him, he gave them the right, the power to become sons of God. You do not change your behavior to become a son of God. You receive him, and when you receive him, he changes you from the inside because he impacts you with his very life. Because the very life of God cannot sit within you and want to sin. Because that is why when you are a believer and you are going near sin, you begin to you, you begin to feel within you that whatever you are doing, the consciousness of your spirit begin to speak to you that what. you are doing that's not suit you and your nature because the very life of God and the very nature of God sitting within you knows no sin so as many as received him by believing in Christ he gave them power to become a child of God you are a son of God you are not born because of the blood of a human being you are not born because of the will of the flesh of a man you are not born because of man's decision but you are born because you are of God this is very big God is saying that the new life we have is not what our parents gave to us when we believed in him it is not what our natural birth gave to us when our parents gave birth to us but it is what he himself God has given to us through our spiritual birth by the believing of the resurrection of Christ from the dead That's what the Bible says that when the spirit that raised Jesus dwells in your mortal bodies it shall quicken it 
Meaning that when the very essence of God's life comes to dwell in you, your body has no option than to obey the Spirit so that you follow the details of the Spirit of God. That is why I pray and declare over your spirit that may your spirit be empowered with this eternal life of God and may it overshadow your body and may your desires of your body die out of your system because of the place of eternal life remain in your body. This eternal life is incorruptible. It is undefeatable. It is imperishable. Because it came from God. John is saying that he writes to us so we may know we have God's life now. He said, hello to children, I'm writing to you that you may know that you have it. He didn't say that I'm writing to you that you will think about it. He said that you may know. That you may be assured. That you may, be, that, that, that you may have strong confidence. That you have it all. They tell you believe in Jesus. You have it all. Do you know that you have God's love and righteousness in you called eternal life? If you don't know, then I came to tell you. Apostle John says that you may know. Someone will say, but man of God, I don't feel it. I can't see it all. This is not about feeling it all. It is not about seeing it all. My brother, my sister, this is not about feeling it has nothing to do with feelings, so it has nothing to do whether you see it or not see it. Or. When you were growing up, you didn't feel that this is your mother. You just knew because as you were growing up, he nurtured you. You, you just need to know. You just need to know. Because first John five thirteen, he said, "I'm writing to you, little children, that you may know, that you may know." You see, when the devil comes to question you and accuse you of your salvation and your new birth, it is because maybe the devil will try and remind you of a past sin or a past wrong you did. And anytime the devil does that, it brings us to a place where we doubt our salvation. Simply because we do not know how we got the salvation. Because salvation actually did not come by our works. It came by believing in Christ. We have no part to play by becoming saved. So we cannot be denied our salvation by what we also do today. Even though what we do today is very important because it highlights and shows and proves of our salvation. Fruits or the fruits of our salvation is proven by the goods we, the good deeds we throw out. But the fact that we cannot show good deeds does not mean that we do not have the fruit of salvation. We do not have the salvation in us, which is our new birth. Now you see, when your parents give birth to you, they already have reputations in the environment or in the atmosphere or in the community. Sorry, that they find themselves. Now, if your parents have good reputations and you go and build, live in this kind of way in a, in, in a society where they see your parents and they see you and they see a vast difference, what would they say to your parents? They would say that oh, this child does not look like you. He didn't pick after you. The reason is because the reputation of your father is what everybody looked at so that by that reputation they expect to see the same reputations he has lived in. That you also be walking on the same path. The same way as a Christian, God expects us to also walk on the reputations of Christ because Christ did not sin and there was no sin found in him. But yet he died in our place as sinners so that we will be saved. Praise the Lord though. 
So when you say, they will say, hey, Christo me penny, or is this a Christian that has done this? Then it does not suit, or, or it does not look like a Christian. Not because of anything, the reputation of Christ is at stake. So they will not mention your name, they will mention Christ and attach to it. That is why we must be seized from all these things. Which are evil deeds. But when even when we fall in sin, we are supposed to come to a place to understand that sin will not erase. Me, me living a bad reputation in the community will not erase the blood of my biological father from me. The same way, the same way when Jesus, God gives birth to you through the death and, and the resurrection of Jesus and your faith in aid, God will not clear his DNA from your spirit. He will not let you get rid of your salvation. He will not clear it out of you. He will not take it away from you. But the devil comes and accuses you of it. And you begin to doubt your salvation. But one of the things you as believers, we should come to a place to understand, is that any time he is bold enough to remind us of our failures, even when we are even in the midst of knowing we have salvation, we should also remind him. Of his future in the lake of fire. Because lake of fire was made for Satan. That is why Brother John says that you may know. So when you are, you are sure. And have this conviction. Of eternal life and salvation. Assured and secured in Christ. You do not walk, beat, beat yourself about over the wrongs you do. When you do the wrong. You cry unto the father. You go unto him again. And you seek his mercy and strength. So that you will be able to live the way worthy of Christ. But it does not rid you of your salvation and your place of eternal life in God. Just as in the natural it happens, so in the spiritual it happens. To be born again simply means you are a citizen of heaven. In, in, in fact, it simply means you are registered in heaven. That means when the day you become born again, you are already in heaven. You don't need to die before you go to heaven. Because when you become born again, or when your, when your father gives birth to you, and you are in UK, and he gives birth to you in UK, automatically, because you were given birth in the land of UK, you become a citizen of London. Or England. If that is what I should say. Now, the same way if God has given birth to you, and God has his own citizenry associated with heaven, then the day you became born again, you became a citizen of heaven. That is your citizenry. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. So then you are no more strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So the day you became born again, you became a citizen of heaven. You became part of the household of God. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 For our citizenship is in heaven Once also we wait for a savior The Lord Jesus Our citizenship is in heaven It is not on this earth Now as I conclude Listen It is not your good works That got you cleaned up and saved It is Jesus' good work That got you cleansed And saved and filled with all the fullness of God simply by faith in the finished works of Christ. And that is how you receive this very life of God called eternal life. You had no part to play in becoming your born again. All you had to do was to believe in the works of Jesus. So the Bible says in the book of Romans that by the obedience of one man called Jesus, all men will receive life. 
and righteousness to reign in life. So, for you to receive the life of God and His righteousness, it depends on the obedience of Jesus. Jesus obeyed so that you will walk in life. So you have eternal life. And eternal life is a person called Jesus. Is Jesus in your life? Have you received him as your Lord and personal Savior? Then I came to tell you, you have eternal life. That life is the very life of God. And therefore, rise above the situation. Rise above the sin. Rise above the throne in your flesh. And tell it that you have power. And that power in you is superior over that thing. So therefore, you should go back to where it came from. Because you are highly lifted and glorified. Even in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Mado shagadamana. Kada badaba shumelegedebe. Kabado shikete kushata. Kiparo shendebebe. Oh, brako bobo bobo bende nebogo shandalaba. Because of time, I will end here with our part one. The next time I'll come, we continue with the part two. Then we look at how this life is like. Is it a life that can be attacked by curses? Is it a life that can be attacked by sicknesses? This life is us for eternal life. Today you have seen that eternal life is not about going to heaven. Eternal life is living on this earth and experiencing the very life of God in us because Jesus is in us. And we definitely must go about revealing Jesus on all corners of the earth because as He is in heaven, so are we on this earth. As he was when he walked on the earth and did mighty things, so we on the earth are. So therefore we must go about doing mighty things. The Lord bless you. The Lord exalt you. The Lord lift you higher. Greetings again from the Apostles Continuation Church International Labor Assembly. The Lord is with you. And you will never fail in this life. In Jesus' name.